0: Um, let's bring him in right now. Our TSN Hockey Insider, Darren Dregger. Dregs. A bit of a cross-country tour happening right now. Some ice fishing. A-, a stop in Thunder Bay. Just, just update us on the Dregs' life experience right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you nailed it. Um, took advantage of the All-Star break. I know it's a busy time with trade speculation and all of that, uh, but went to visit my daughter Katie, who's in law school at uh, Lakehead in Thunder Bay, and um, also participating in a musical. Oh. something rotten is what it's called um <laughs> i don't remember the theater. paramount work. i saw
0: it on your twitter don't worry i was creeping oh, your oh, there you go.
1: yeah see i knew you would know that really. <laughs> so i mean by the way i've been to many of these productions over the years the daughter has that sort of theatrical flair if you will this one was right near the top for me it was fantastic so uh, stopped in uh, caught the show on Friday night and then, uh, flew from Thunder Bay to Winnipeg and then drove to, uh, our cabin here on Lake of the Prairies. Yes. So went ice fishing yesterday, which I know you're familiar with, Julia, of course. You know, growing yep. up in Thunder Bay, you have to go ice fishing. Steph was very disturbed
0: um, when we were describing ice fishing to her. Very yeah. disturbed.
1: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll send her pictures. So my, my nephew has a shack. Right outside our place. Like, nice. literally, I'm, I'm looking out the window at it right now. But it's, you know, again, uh, they deck these things out now. It's it's borderline ridiculous. Oh, it's so like when I grew up, Well, when I grew up, <laughs> it was like a teeny little shack yeah. with a wood stove, and that was it, like a plywood floor. You cut the hole, you slid the shack over the hole, and that's about as high-tech as it got. Now, we're sitting there, and the fish... You know they weren't jumping at the bait here, Um, so it was a bit slow. But next thing I know, they're dropping a camera in one of the holes into the water. Cool. And so, and they've got like a like a forty inch TV screen in there. So you know you're either watching sports or in this case, you're watching the fish swim by your hook. So I mean it's new age, but you know we spent (laughs) the better part of three four hours out there yesterday and caught one. Fish. One, oh, knee, one little walleye. Oh,
0: Many yeah. beers, though. Hopefully, it's always. I find fish finders almost worse because it's like now yeah. I can see the fish, but well, now yeah. I know that they're not taking my line. Yeah, so it's, it's almost like, more exactly hurtful. Right. What's,
2: What's wrong with me? That's what you're thinking there. Yeah, so uh, In conversation with Darren Dreger, at TSN hockey insider. Um, well, we're about what three weeks away from the trade deadline. It'll be three weeks this Friday. Uh, Are we getting close to some triggers being pulled here on some deals, Dregs? As uh, things start to heat up?
1: Yeah, I would say things are starting to heat up, Mike. But that's that's just kind of historical, right? You Mm -hmm. come out of the all-star break, trade deadline's looming. We've had one big deal between the Vancouver Canucks and the New York Islanders, Horvath. And so teams, at least in the East, are getting a little twitchy. You know, the Islanders aren't that far removed from a playoff spot. You know, they're clearly in a battle uh, with likes of of uh, Florida and, and uh, Washington and the Pittsburgh Penguins. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to get dicey. So I think there are definitely teams in the East that have increased their level of interest on certain players. But it's the usual suspects. It's Barbashev is a hot commodity for the St. Louis Blues. Um, obviously, Ryan O'Reilly, who's still hurt. And uh, I'm a little bit surprised by this. I'm not sure why. There's a fair bit of activity around Vladimir Tarasenko. Um I I thought in order it would have been O'Reilly Barbashev Tarasenko just because Tarasenko for me is is more of a pure rental option right mm. you know what you're getting um you know he's going to provide some offense give that team in the playoffs a little bit extra push but you know given the history of Vladimir Tarasenko you know there might be a little bit of 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 buyer's remorse, if you will, or trying to extend him to the longer term? I don't know, but I, I do know, according to sources, that there's a lot of activity around him and uh, Barbashev, and maybe it'll increase on Ryan O'Reilly as we get closer to the trade deadline and he gets closer to coming back healthy.
2: So you, you named a, a couple of teams. You mentioned that there's some, some teams in the East that are getting a little antsy, and, and I'm curious, Dregs. Like of the teams, you know Pittsburgh, Washington, the Islanders, Buffalo, and, and I think Florida has himself back into this too. Like they're not really going anywhere. I don't think they're in the thick of things. Of those teams who are all battling for those two wild card spots, like is there one that you expect to maybe be a little more aggressive than the others as as like a response to what Lou and the Islanders did, bringing in Bo Horvat?
1: No, I, you know, and, and I say no, and then I'm thinking, well, I'm gonna say no, and then watch, you know, Florida's gonna make a move, or, uh, I, but Florida and Buffalo for me are, are in a little different situation. You know, it almost feels like a bit of a reset for the Florida Panthers this year. Now don't get me wrong, they're gonna scratch and claw, again, no pun intended, the Florida Panthers get Nice, it. nice, there. nice. Yeah. Uh, to, to try and lock down a playoff spot. I mean, you don't go from winning the president's trophy to being an outcast here. So there, it's not going to be through lack of effort, but from a cap standpoint, I think Billy Zito is, is looking at reality and how problematic it is going to be for his team in the future. So, um, you know, could they add something on the back end? Yeah, they absolutely. Buffalo. Uh, Again, different in uh, Kevin Adams, the GM of the Sabres, is just analyzing what he has internally. Um, Media of like Timo Meyer to the Buffalo Sabres. um, I know that Adams uh, made an inquiry. I don't think it went beyond that uh, because, again, the Sabres need to find out what they have in their young developing forwards. Uh, I look at the New Jersey Devils as being uh, a main player, with Timo Meyer as an example. So I, I think you have to look on the group of teams that are fighting to get into the playoff mix, and maybe look at some of the more established teams, right? Like the New Jersey Devils. What is Toronto going to a- be able to do? It seems unlikely that the Boston Bruins uh, are going to add too much. Why would you you know, mess around with chemistry there, given the year that they're having? Um, What about Tampa Bay? I mean, Julian baseball always finds a way to add an interesting piece at or around the trade deadline. So it it could be established teams that are just going to to try to bolster their chances of contending for a Stanley Cup to get more active than some of the teams on the outside looking in.
0: We're with Darren Drager right now, and Drags the Jacob Chikrin has been on your radar forever. He he has been on our trade bait board for many many moons, and and no movement yeah. there over the weekend. But it was like uh, some, many years, yeah, <laughs> many many years, many moons. Uh, so no no movement there this weekend. However, there was some serious social media conspiracy theory is flying around with Jacob Chickren removing Arizona from, from his Twitter and his Instagram. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to ask if you've been creeping him on Instagram, but have you heard anything update wise there out of Arizona and Chickren?
1: No, not really. Um, status quo is the feedback that, that I get consistently and uh, that includes checking in yesterday with you know, a source very close to Jake Chickren because it you know picked the market. Um, you know, some in Toronto think that he'd be a good ad. Yeah, of course he would be. Um, I'm okay with Toronto's blue line. Now that TJ Brody is back, uh, I think that they're fine. I don't think that you blow assets that are going to be required on to to obtain Jake Chickering if you're a team like the Leafs and your more pressing need is a need up front, on the wing, right? Um, so what is the asking price for a barbershop or you know, uh, a piece that is going to make Toronto stronger in their top six. That's the investment I think Kyle Dubas is looking to make and willing to, to roll the dice on a pretty good blue line. Did um, Edmonton radio yesterday, and the talk there was, uh, well, could Jake Chikorin be a fit with the Edmonton auditors? Yeah, of course he could. But, you know, again, there's sticker shock. You know, if... If it were that simple that Ken Holland or any interested general manager threw Rob Blake the L.A. Kings into the mix because we know the interest from L.A. standpoint has been consistent in Chickering. if it was just simply, okay, well, I've waited long enough, I guess I'm just going to have to choke on the ask and make it happen, it would have happened by now. It, it would have happened by now. So we're going to continue to watch. Here's hoping now that we've got to this point that Chickering remains on the trade bait graphic on TSN on March third, because that will give us all kinds of fodder to uh, to carry us through at least a good portion of the day until it becomes clear he is being traded or he's not being traded. And as we have this conversation, I'm not certain of either.
2: Well another guy who's uh, we anticipate to I guess be hanging around till uh, March third is, is Patrick Kane. There was a report yesterday from Mark Lazarus um, with the Blackhawks talking about how Kane and Brisson spoke over the weekend trying to figure out what they want to do and said it 's more likely that we won 't see anything until as close to the March third date uh, as as possible but like what what 's the process here Dregs? like what happens? in those conversations with the player and the agent? Is this trying yeah. to figure out, like, a short list? Do you know who might be on one of those? Like, what's, what's that process there? We got you, dregs. Yeah. Oh, we might be. We might be getting them. We're in uh, the Manitoba yeah, wilderness right Manitoba now. Manitoba wilderness. We'll see if we can get them, uh, get them back and, and cleared. Nick. Let, let me know. Um, but, yeah, like, Patrick Kane came out and said, yeah, we're, we're speaking, speaking with... Oh, do we got him now? We got you, Drakes?
1: Yeah, I'm here. Hey,
2: go. Oh, perfect. Yeah. We got you here. We're just asking the... the yeah. Yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, uh, look, I mean, as we've talked about before, um, you know, Kane and Paige and, uh, would have had that conversation as has been reported with Pat Brisson, and the list for both those men would be whatever... be. What what, is it two? Is it more than two teams? Uh, for me... The the bigger question for Patrick Kane is health-related. We know that he missed a good chunk of time with a hip problem. Um, Has that problem been treated to a point where he's okay finishing the season? We don't officially know that. He looks okay, but there are some around the league who watch him closer than maybe we do and go, yeah, you know what, he's he's not quite right. He's, He's not what he once was. So there are some factors here, and I think that's why you know, above all else, this spiel may not go down until closer to March 3rd. But I, I wonder also about Jonathan Page, and, you know, players often don't love going to a new team right at the deadline. They like going sooner than that so that they can get themselves established. Um, you know, if they're young dads, they want to get their, their family set up and, and all of those things. So, again, this March... Is going to be pushed by Kane and Taves, and less by Kyle Davidson, the general manager of the Chicago Blackhawks, or by the agent Paperson. So, number one, you decide, yeah, I want to be traded. Number two, where do you want to go? Number three, is there an extension option so that you can avoid the nonsense of unrestricted free agency in the summer?
0: Interesting. Everybody kind of waits patiently to see what happens in Chicago with those two guys, Uh, with Darren Dreger right now. One interesting thing that I found from the All-Star Weekend Drags was the fact that a couple of really big-name players were talking about potential rule changes in the NHL. Uh, McDavid and Crosby talking about getting rid of the shootout. I saw Craig Button was talking about it on SportsCenter yesterday as well. Uh, Potential playoff format changes. Do you think that those big names speaking out at All-Star will... Potentially inspire an internal conversation?
1: Yes, uh, but what it does is it, it pushes the conversation beyond media speak. Right. right? You know, when Sidney Crosby says something, the world pays attention. Right. You know, he doesn't often dive in with strong opinion. Um, been around the, the National Hockey League for many, many years, uh, and again, he, he doesn't provide outlandish opinion. Uh, so, when, when he says something like this, you know, favoring the one versus eight scenario in a playoff matrix, well, that's gonna get the attention of everybody, not just media. Um, and I thought that the commissioner's office handled it pretty well. What was most interesting in the availability and the response from Bettman was Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly acknowledging that two years ago, they had a general manager vote and two thirds of the general managers said that they preferred the existing playoff format. Um, And I think that that gets lost on some people. Everybody assumes that Bettman sits in his office in Manhattan and rules with an iron fist. We're doing this. We're not doing that. Well, that's not really how it goes down. And I've always said this about rule changes or anything that, you know, kind of inspires debate. Well, look, if you feel that strongly about it, then it's up to the general managers to make those changes and alterations. So, um, we've got general managers meetings in Florida next month after the trade deadline. This will be a primary talk, uh, talking point, and it's going to be interesting to see if there's a, refre- a refreshed vote, but I'm assure you that guys like me, you're going to be as many general managers as we can to see what their view is. The NHL has, has always done, I think a reasonable job of embracing change. You yeah. know, you you look at at, at all of the, the changes that were applied to the game coming out of 2005 and, you know, the, the shootout and, and all of those things. Well, you know, it's not as simple as to say, well, let's not fix something that isn't broken. You know, I I think that decision makers of the NHL have a responsibility to embrace, fully embrace entertainment value. And when you look at a 32-team league, 16 teams making it, and as many upsets as, in round one of the playoffs why wouldn't you consider a
2: better option it's, oh, wait, talk, please, I think we lost him we lost he was just just hanging on there just hanging on by a thread in the last couple of sentences there which sucks because I had a a a, a follow up that I wanted to get in there but
0: what were you going to ask well, Ask me
2: <laughs> I, could, right, <laughs> I could ask you well that was Darren Dirt, we could TSN, chew we could chew the so. fat here we could chew the fat what
0: know, are you what? thinking about?